Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast, or I guess how we'll call it now, Biden's public enemy number one. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And yes, we definitely are public enemy number one. And, and it, it seems to be going across the entire radical left. It is. So we're going to get into Joe Biden's speech. Joe, you were in a deposition all day. Did you have a chance to watch it? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Did you watch it? It's not fine if you didn't. We're going to watch the I clips. Did, I did not watch it, but I was in depositions. Right, probably for the better. Yeah. Probably for the better. It was, it was the most divisive speech we've probably ever seen from a president. Oh, he's a he piece of trash. Called, I don't know. Did you expect anything different? He actually called 25% of Americans um, basically the enemy. So we'll get into that in the second half. But in the first half, we're going to dive into a topic we've talked about on the show for a while, which is critical race theory. And we're going to bring in the foremost expert on fighting back against the 1619 Project and critical race theory. We welcome to the, sh the show, Dr. Graybar. Doctor? Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Welcome. Thanks. So we, what we always do on the show is we give our guest a chance, 30, 60 seconds, introduce yourself to the audience, and then we'll, we'll jump from there. So the floor is yours. Okay, so, well, my name is Mary Gravar. I am a resident fellow here at the Alexander Hamilton Institute for the Study of Western Civilization in Clinton, New York. I have a PhD in English, and I taught college English for about 20 years before coming here in 2014. And since I've been here, I've been doing my writing of articles, and this is the second book that I've had come out since I've been here. So the book, the title is Debunking the 1619 Project, which I think is, is, is a long overdue book. <laughs> this stuff yes. has, been, has been floating around out there. And the book is out right now, right? It came out two days ago. That's so correct. So anyone who's interested, you can find the book um, at your, your booksellers. We won't name the big one that treats its employees like garbage, but you can find <laughs> it at all of your, your booksellers. Um, so let's dive into it. The 1619 Project, it is a project that was put together by the New York Times, New York Times Magazine, I believe. And, and it's that's just a credible source. Of, the, the New York yeah. Times is a, is a completely credible source. I don't, I don't actually know why anyone would, would want to debunk 1619. I mean, what, what is wrong with you? Well, go ahead, doctor. Explain what the 1619 Project was. Yes, and you're right. It was actually a special issue of the New York Times Magazine that came out August 18, 2019, uh, allegedly to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the first arrival of the first Africans to these shores in Jamestown, uh, an event that... Oh, did we lose oh, you? We, Dr. Uh, Marvel, briefly. Like, there we go. Oh, oh, she's, she's back. back. She's back. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Um, oh, remember okay. the, the arrival, allegedly, of the first Africans in bondage to the United States shores. Then you cut out. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Yes. And so to use the occasion, 
um, to rewrite American history and to claim that the year 1619 and that event and everything that came after it is the real founding and 1776 is not. So to basically replace July 4th, 1776 with this arbitrary date yeah. of August 20th. So I always like to, I, I, I ascribe to the old Latin phrase, falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. The idea that if it's false in one thing, it's false in everything. And when I first saw this, obviously the whether or not 1619 is the real date, right off the bat, excluded. But as I'm reading it, I'm seeing them claim that, that the American Revolution was fought to preserve slavery. And I, I see that, and I've studied the American Revolution, I've studied that period in history, and that never came up in any of in any level at, at elementary school middle school high school college graduate level history classes it never came up in any of my readings and so i'm like well this is just false why would i even take their word for it on anything if they're just making this up apparently the fact checkers had warned them that this is completely made up the american revolution was not fought over slavery it was fought over <laughs> many things am among them attacks on tea and paper products but slavery was not what drove the Massachusetts militia <laughs> to fire like a non-slave state. It just doesn't make any sense. So walk us through that because it just it seems so obviously false. How can they get away with that? Well, they did. I mean, the fact checker, Leslie Harris, who was hired by them, uh, objected to that statement. And then they kind of papered it over and said, well, some of the colonists uh, you know, were afraid of losing the right to own slaves. And so they didn't really correct it. They didn't acknowledge that it was false, um, but she put it out there anyways. And it's a, you know, I think people have speculated, although the person who wrote that essay, Nicole Hannah-Jones didn't say so, that it had something to do with the Somerset decision of 1772 in England um, but it didn't really, it, didn't, it, it did not impact the colonies. Of course, that was a decision whereby, uh, you know, a slave that was brought to England, um, you know, by his owner was declared to be free because there was no slavery in England. Um, but there is really no evidence for this assertion, but it fits the overall thesis, which is that this country was founded as a slaveocracy. And so it's a history that's not based on evidence or fact or nuance of any kind. It's based on this Marxist theory that this uh, country, because it's a capitalist country, free enterprise, um, acquired her riches off of the backs of slaves. And, um, and, and it's, it's the Marxist idea that, that we were founded in order to perpetuate slavery and to take advantage of slaves and exploit them. Yeah, so can I can I bring something up? The, the reason why they were able to get away with it and the fact checker said, hey, this isn't true, was based on a singular letter. So I, I did read way back in the day, it was a singular letter that was found that was talking about, an obscure letter that was talking about the fact that they would have to give up their slaves. It was a singular letter in history. Like no one else talked about it. It wasn't written anywhere else. It was a singular letter that was found way back during the Revolutionary War. A singular letter. 
written from one person to the other. It's kind of like having Supreme Court decisions <laughs> that are made off of the fact that there needs to be a separation of church and state. It's not written in the Constitution, right? It was based on a letter that was written, right? And that that's, yeah. what, that's what the Founding Fathers meant, even though that's not exactly, um, you know, the, the context of it for today. So, um, Dr. Graybar, I want to tell you something. So my dad is black. My mom is white. My whole family is interracial, right? Now, I grew up with racism, but most of the racism that I felt growing up was, and I'm just going to say it, was from white liberals, the same people that run the New York Times magazine. And my, the things that I've always seen happen is if you, if you go back and you study segregation and how desegregation happened, there was a whole group of people that fought against that, right? And when they, didn't, when, when they weren't able to get what they wanted in one way, they created strategies where they would talk and say, we're, we're for you, we're, we're willing to stand up for you, while at the same time doing things to uh, denigrate or destroy environments or ability for minorities to have opportunity. At the same time that they're trying to say the demon, the demon, the demon, they're over here building things that uh, obscure or um, yeah. cause sabotage to those environments. You know, removing the, you know, the prison to, to uh, the school to prison pipeline. And I can walk down, you know, all the, the drugs in the inner city and, and uh, you know, legalizing certain things and, and making it easy for abortion. All the things that push towards destroying the minority community, while at the same time saying racism, racism, racism. And I, I kind of believe, in, and I, I want your thoughts on this, that the 1619 Project is exactly that. Like in my family, we look at it and go, this is absurd. But yet they're allowed to speak. They're allowed to be given that, that soapbox. They're allowed to go out there and speak about something that they, they know little to nothing about. At the same time, destroying and causing division within our society that drives either further apart and, again, creates that, that chasm of, uh, of inopportunity for minorities specifically. Yes, and I've read multiple commentators say that, and I'm glad to see you know African Americans coming out and speaking out against this. Uh, it really is demoralizing, especially for young students as young as second grade or even kindergarten who are being exposed to this. And um, you know, I like to call the 1619 Project a Marxist history. It's not really a black history. And uh, what I did in my book debunking the 1619 Project is I drew on some of the great black historians that we've had like Carter Woodson and John Hope Franklin, uh, you know, Benjamin Quarles, who were real historians right. and you know, did not paper over, you know, the fact that there was discrimination and, uh, so, and racism and so forth, but it was an honest, even-handed history. Yeah. Um, so the 1619 Project operates from these premises. Uh, these are Marxist premises. It's a Marxist version of history. And if you read um, anything by James Allen or William Z. Foster, the Communist Party, you know, operatives, their histories, this kind of falls in line with it. Well, it falls and, right and it in is, line. <laughs> it falls right in line with what we've seen Democrats, liberals today, try and do with Civil War history. Yeah. Um, to basically demonize anyone who has pride in, in, in Southern pride. Like, I'm, no, I'm no good old boy, right? I, was, I grew up in New Jersey. I, I, I have no connection with the Confederacy at all. And I've talked to enough people 
that fly the the battle flag, right? Or or that like the Dukes of Hazard, and they're like, oh no, it's just it's just Southern pride. It's Southern pride. And what you've seen in recent years is that the left they have demonized that and say, oh well, if you fly that flag, if you like the Dukes of Hazard, if you if you put that on your car, right, you are actually supporting slavery because there's no way to even talk about the Civil War other than a fight to preserve slavery, forgetting the fact that the majority of the people who did the fighting and the dying never owned slaves. I see them doing the same deal with the American Revolution, that it is not a fight to preserve individual liberty, but they're trying to redefine it in terms of a fight to preserve slavery, just as they completely demonized the Confederacy. And I'm no Confederate uh, apologist, but trying to do the exact same thing for the early colonists, that, that this country is just to its core irredeemably evil because it would not exist had it not been for a bunch of rich white men who wanted to keep the black men in chains. And it's very obvious what they're doing. And and what's disgusting is that not only did they publish it and it wasn't it wasn't taken back after the fact check, but it's also not been put in curriculums. It's been put in curriculums and it's being taught as if it's gospel. It's like, I I can't think of anything more un-American than to spread these lies to try and convince children that their country is just fundamentally irredeemably evil. Yes, and um, one of the figures they completely misrepresent, they attack two giants of American history, Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln. And uh, they flat out come out and say that Jefferson never intended to abolish slavery Well, he couldn't just snap his fingers and do it. And I go into quite a bit of detail talking about, you know, the efforts that he made, uh, the ways he tried to figure out what, how to end slavery, but to do it peacefully because he could see the civil war. Uh, It was like a, a wolf in the night, you know, he could see this conflict coming and um, he hated slavery. He was born into a slave owning family uh, when, you know, after his father died, you know, uh, he inherited, you know, 5,000 acres. He had to care for these people. And the circumstances at the time were that uh, you really just could not set a slave free and say, go forth and, you know, earn your own bread. It was just impossible. You might, you would subject them to harm or to death. And um, so it's completely false to say that he did not want to end slavery. He hated the idea of slavery, but he was born into this society. And one of the first things that he did was he abolished the international slave trade so that he saw that as a necessary first step. There are certain things that people can do at their moment in history. And, um, and they also change throughout their lives. And I try to show that, that, that history is really complicated. It's not this, you know, the demons and angels fighting each other as yeah. the 1619 Project presents it. Well, and typically when we look at the 1619 Project and the people that presented that, they are the demons that are acting like they're the angels. They are the people <laughs> that are b- building a, a, I'll call it a psyops of sorts to create division in society. And I, I'll use this as an example. Uh, years ago, probably 18, 19 years ago, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm aging myself now. 
um, I got into a business deal and I went to this person's house and we were getting ready to do a deal and this deal, uh, not doing this particular business deal cost me probably two to $3 million in what it would have been 18 years ago. Now I grew up very poor um, and I carried around a picture in my wallet of my family. And every time that something came up in my life, the most painful thing about that part of my life was always tied back to racism. You know, my dad losing jobs because my mom would take, you know, take him food to work. Um, things that they would call me a, a reverse Oreo, um, you know, white on the outside, black on the inside. Um, they would make fun of me in sports that, you know, I got, I got these jeans. I really can't figure out where they went, <laughs> right? They must be in my Levi's. I mean, just bad stuff people would say all the time. And uh, so there was, I was at his house, and he started using the N-word in his kitchen. And uh, I was mortified. You know, I thought, I mean, he let his guard down. We're getting ready to do a deal, and uh, I really like you, and blah, blah, blah. And he was talking openly. He said the quiet part out loud about one of his neighbors. And, and I looked at him, and I didn't, know how to, I didn't know how to take it. And I took the picture out of my wallet, and I put it down on the table. And I was like, man, I can't. I can never do business with you. I can never do business with you. And he goes, who is that? And I go, that is my family. And so I got up and I, I literally left. I just walked out. And for the next two weeks, tried to call and explain what had happened. He's like, oh, you know, I didn't mean you. And right, I, I didn't know. And you didn't know, but you said it anyway. So it means you feel it, which means you're acting that out. Your, your neighbor, I don't know what you did with your neighbor, but I do know that I'm not going to be in business with you. It's never going to happen. So... Fast forward 19 years, I decided this year, it actually happened like two or three months ago, I was going to look up the social media account of this person and his wife. And do you know what I found? What? Black Lives Matter. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Peace, love, and happiness. He's, he's a flaming liberal, right? And here's the guy that used the N-word in his living room or excuse me, in his kitchen with me right in front of him. I did not do a business deal with him. And this guy has, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, George Floyd, everyone all over his page. And I'm looking down, I go, you've got to be kidding me. I, I actually at that moment wanted to friend him on, on uh, Facebook just so I could say, hey, listen, now I know what really, when I say that, 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 that all of the racists are just, they're closet racist, and here they are just trying to stop opportunity. This is what it was, right? And, and so I know, I know the reason behind it. I know the evil behind it. But in your book, do you get into why? Do you get into the how? Like, how do we, like, what, what's the game plan for going against the 1619 Project? Well, you know, I, I don't want to see this country split up. And I think it's a way to acquire power by people who are Marxists at heart. Yeah. And um, they are brainwashing these kids to see only color and to notice race and to, uh, you know, sort of imbibe that. I think children naturally, you know, will not be racist. I think, you know, uh, they learn things from their parents. They learn things from their teachers, and they they are learning this, and it's it's making it worse. I mean, one of the incidents that I recount in debunking the 1619 project is I don't know if you remember in the summer of 2020, 
Uh, there is the Freedmen's statue in Washington, D.C., Freedmen's Park, right, yeah. with, with, the, um, with the slave, um, you know, breaking his shackles apart, getting to, ready to stand up, you know, and Abraham Lincoln's there. The way I interpret it is Abraham Lincoln is kind of standing back that you have this man who's very muscular, he's broken his chains, he's ready to leap up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and called it's, the Emancipation uh, Memorial, the one in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Thank you. And there's yes. one in Boston, too, or there was at yeah. least. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. I just wanted people to know what it is yeah. when they go to look it up. Thank you Yeah, yeah. for reminding me. Um, and um, so you had, uh, you know, uh, Black Americans there who were Civil War enactors who were defending this. And ironically, you had all these white millennials screaming at them. Yeah. And trying to, <laughs> you know, trying to um, tear down this monument that's precious to them that was, um, you know, put up with the pennies from former slaves, you know, who donated money. Yeah. So there really is no respect among these people it, uh, that are, you know, in Black Lives Matter and are agitating to tear down all these statues. Um, so it, I think it says something about, you know, I think I see an analogy to this, you know, person you were going to do a business deal with, uh, you know, how do they really feel in their heart of hearts? I mean, if they really wanted to respect black lives and blacks they would not have been rioting they would not have destroyed black businesses um have uh, supported the the murder of a black policeman and um another federal agent and the creator of the 1619 project actually took pride in the fact that the 1619 project inspired the riots um, she does not care if people die, apparently. No. So we're here talking with Dr. Mary Graybar. If we put up my, my screen, Ms. Producer, she is the author of the new book just out this week, Debunking the 1619 Project, Exposing the Plan, the plan to Divide America, on sale pretty much anywhere you, you buy books these days. I want to ask you this because obviously you're debunking it. One of the, the great injustices I see in this whole movement is the push to frame the Constitution as if it was some pr kind of pro-slavery document, as if the founders, when they wrote it, were adamant about making sure that slavery lasted forever. And there's a famous line from James Madison where he declared it would be, quote, wrong to admit in the Constitution the idea that there could be property in men. And when you actually look how the original Constitution referred to slaves, they referred to them as other persons, so, or such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit. And then the one that actually defines slavery, person held to service or labor in one state under the laws thereof. So even the Constitution, this document that they declare is, is just a, a founding document in, the, in racism, right? It recognized that they were persons, albeit persons in bondage and, and a practice that we all agree is abhorrent. I want to ask you, what do you, what's something, a person, a, an instance where they just get it so wrong? 
where they try to claim it's completely racist, but in reality, it's it's the opposite. You you mentioned Thomas Jefferson, obviously. You mentioned um, you mentioned uh, uh, Lincoln. What's another example of one of these founders or these American icons that they sh- shamelessly uh, smear as being racist when they were the opposite? Well, I would say Frederick Douglass. Douglass. <laughs> And that's because right. he's become a symbol. He's become a symbol, in my opinion, he became a symbol of, you know, not being a victim, standing up, educating yourself, being strong in your community, being an example. And he became that he became that strength in the in the black community. He became the strength. Yeah, he, he um, you know, in, in his uh, essay what the black man wants. He said, you know, leave us alone, give us the vote, uh, let us make our own way, just give us the opportunity. I think it's a perfect conservative principle, um, but that is not something that is mentioned in the 1619 Project, and unfortunately in many of the texts, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the, what to the slave is the 4th of July, that uh, famous speech that he gave in Rochester, New York in 1852. Uh, you know, he called the Constitution a, a, a liberty document. And unfortunately, in uh, many books and even online, if you go look at that speech, that part of it is cut off. So yeah. they only put part of it. And he firmly believed that the Constitution pointed the way he had great reverence for the founders. He recognized that, you know, they were slave owners um, and that, you know, it was, you know, a bit of an effort to end slavery. But he also said in one of his speeches that I quote, he said, the Constitution does not say, um, you know, uh, we, the white people, if there's no reference to yeah. race at all. So, um, you know, th- there, there you go. I mean, if you want a more, uh, you know, uh, relevant advocate of our constitutional form of government and the principles of the Declaration of Independence, uh, you can find it there in the writings and the speeches of Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, do you, do you have it? Do you have anything else? To, no, to ask? no, I, I, I'm just going to, I was online trying to order a copy while I was sitting here talking to you. So <laughs> I want to make sure that we get your link out there. I'm going to want to follow up with you um, on the book and give you my thoughts afterwards. Um, obviously I'll, I'll be a, a, a good person to read it because I've read a lot of history, especially when it comes to slavery and you know, what this country has gone through over the last couple hundred years and kind of writing the ship. And I, and I believe that there's some writing of the ship that, that is happening or should happen, but I think most of that writing of the ship happens in conservative communities because I think conservative communities are where they accept everyone regardless of where you are. They just look at it differently. They look at it from the perspective of how do we maintain ethical and moral character? And that's become a barometer. That's become the ethos of those communities. And that's why you have lower crime. That's why you have a higher graduation rate amongst minorities in those environments. That's why they openly open their doors and, um, and their homes to uh, to people that even come from, uh, you know, refugees from other countries, but set standards and you either stick to those standards or you're, you're out, right? So there's accountability in those communities. And I don't feel that that happens on the radical left. 
And so I, I'm gonna, I look forward to seeing what's happening or you know, what's written in your book. And um, I, I think I am one step away from ordering it. I tried to maintain and be able to listen to you while I'm ordering your book on here. <laughs> so I'll be one of the first to order it. And I'm gonna make a recommendation to all of our listeners to, um, to uh, go and buy your book as well. Well done. Okay. Thank you. So, so, so again, we were speaking with Dr. Mary Graybar, um, author of the new book, Debunking the 1619 Project. Joe's going to buy it. I'm going to ask your publisher to send me one for free. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to buy ask, it. Yeah. Do you get a chance to ask for the advanced copy before the interview? But I, I really do appreciate it, Mary. Um, well, and where's the best place to buy it? The book. Yeah, where's well, the yeah, best what's, place what's to buy What's the preferred place other than Amazon? <laughs> well, there. Uh, if you go to the Regnery website, or if you go to my either of my websites, marygraybar.com or dissidentprof.com, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, uh, you can uh, click on the Regnery link, and there is an icon for independent bookstores. There's Barnes and Noble and Books a Million as well. So uh, you know, support support all kinds of booksellers. I. I'm an advocate of doing that as well. Yeah, the more that we can buy it from you directly, the better I feel, frankly. Yeah. You know, I want to, I don't, I don't have any, you can't, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, Amazon in my household does not happen. Amazon showed up at my door with a package and they're like, oh, we got this new package for you. And I looked at the truck and I looked at him and I go, what are you doing here? He goes, well, I got to deliver this for you. And I go, no, you don't send it back. <laughs> My wife was like, what, what, why would you send it back? That We needed those knobs. And I go, I would rather not have knobs. I would rather have to open the door with a crowbar than buy anything from Amazon. And uh, a friend of mine ran over one of our dog bowls, right, for the dog. So he orders new dog bowls. And he's ordering the dog bowls. He's like, yeah, I ordered you new bowls. And I go, where'd you get it from? And he's like, hey. I said, send them back. <laughs> I'm that guy. Yeah. I went and bought new well, suits. Well, I look in the yeah. tag, and I'm like, the made in China. I was like, nope. And you go to really nice well, places. I went to, to yeah. uh, Brooks Brothers and to buy a suit, and I saw something, and it, was, it said China. And I was like, nope, not buying it. Yeah. Well, Mary, I, I really do appreciate the interview. I wish you nothing but the best for the book. And, uh, and thank you so much for, for stopping by and talking about it with us. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. Have a great a evening. God bless you. So we're going to shift gears. We are shipping. Joey, we're we're sh sh shifting. I, I almost said shipping. Shipping. We're shipping gears. We can do we're anything to the gears. gears you want to do. Let's ship. Let's ship them out. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Hit so the share button. This one's going to be. This is going to be good. And and I'll put the links by the way to get to, uh, um, to get uh, uh, to buy Mary's book, Dr. Graybar's book. I'll put it in the in the review as well. And make sure, sure by Joe, the way, you if you buy in, the book, sorry, go ahead, Max. Oh, no, well, you were in depositions all day. Yeah, it was so much fun. So much fun. So you didn't get to watch the most divisive speech in American history ever delivered from the White House. I, I heard about is, it. I heard about it through the walls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that's saying something because the most recent speech was also the most divisive. So this isn't the worst speech from a president in American history. It's just the worst speech from a president in American history so far. Um, Joe Biden wow. declared that it's the unvaccinated, it's their fault that the Delta variant is raging. He said that he was losing patience with people. He said it's not about freedom, it's not about liberty. 
It's about it's not? just getting the shot. And then he proceeded to sign executive orders requiring that somewhere around 100 million Americans get vaccinated. Otherwise, they lose their jobs. Weaponizing well, OSHA. Listen. If 100 million people Crazy. have to get a if 100 million people have to get a vaccine, they've lied about how many Americans have gotten the vaccine, which means most Americans in this country probably have not gotten the vaccine. Well, no, among them, among them are uh, among them are people who've already gotten it. All right. Um, so the statistics suggest that somewhere around 170 Max. million All right, Max. Americans let, let, have gotten I'll vaccinated bite. already. I'll bite. I will bite. I will bite. Let me ask you a question. Ready? I'm gonna well, bite don't bite this. too hard. Okay. So <laughs> let, let me let me bite on this. So the Delta variant is killing people, right? Yes. Ivermectin is a... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. He said you can't talk about that. He said that they're only... Joe Biden said this. He said we're only going to give real medicines, not medicines pushed by Joe Altman. He didn't name you. He just said not medicines that are pushed by the conspiracy theorists. By so conspira- I'm a conspiracy theorist now. We're not so allowed to talk about that. They, they, they tried that today when they were doing the rest of the depositions, and the, the last hour was a total crap show. I mean, it was a crap show because that's what these, these radical leftist lawyers want to do, right? So the, um, it, you cannot— They want to get you to say stuff that they can just smear you. Once it gets dismissed, they want to be able to release the deposition and smear you with it. Dis, dismissed? What do you mean dismissed? You're not going to dismiss well, no, anything. W- 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 once you win. Right. Once you win— they want to get at least something I, out there that they can make you look. I don't, look, they've already done it. Do your best. Do your best. I'll do mine. I mean, they, they turned everything into a circus. So you're, you're answering a question. And I think you answered the question here, and then they tried to go on the record and off the record, and then made it seem like I didn't do something on the record, and they did it off the record. And I finally called them out. I go, you know, you're, you're, you're a piece of trash. You literally want to say something off the record and then get on the record and say something completely different because you oh, want so to build a narrative. Oh, turning off the recorder? Oh, yeah. Turn off the recorder yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Turn it back on. Yeah. 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 No. You're not supposed to do that. You're not well, supposed to do that. It's a big no-no. No, no. no you're, not, you're not supposed to do it. You're not allowed to do it. But this piece of trash did do it. Right? And I kept – I was nice to him. I mean, I was like, you know, you don't get to do it. You don't get to lie. I kept calling him out for being a liar. Like, you're a liar. And he's like, wow, where'd you get this information? And where'd you get the, this information? And they wanted to hone in on, this was the best part. They wanted to hone in on- And this is the anti-slap? How is this part yeah, of anti-slap? It's not. That's the whole thing. And he wanted to ask me questions, get second bite of the apple. And, oh, I'm going to reserve the right to come back and interview again and ask more questions. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you, you had your opportunity. You had your opportunity. And then he, he, he yeah. didn't get discovery, but he did get discovery. And then we gave him more discovery, and he can't get into the discovery, which I actually think is more having to do with the fact that I have a Apple, and they have a Windows machine, and I gave them raw files. And so I was opening up all the files. And one of the other attorneys oh, no. says, look, I, I, had to give I them, that. I had to give them emails from YouTube yeah. about every time YouTube took down our videos. I literally yeah. just downloaded it, sent it to them. They're like, we can't read it. I was like, well, it's we a had form to take letter pe- that YouTube yeah, and, sends it. And yeah, nobody else has like problems with different. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody has problems yeah, with it. No. no. No one. Well, and the, so you missed the files. speech. You missed the speech. So let, let's go through. Well, we got five I wanted to bite cuts. first. Let me finish biting. Can I finish biting? I was almost through biting. And <sighs> I know hurts. I'd squirrel just a little bit. because Charlie. You Charlie. 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 Don't right, bite ahead, my finger, Charlie. This is the whole. And change the title, Mr. Producer. I sent you a second title for the second half. We're not debunking the 1619 Project. We're talking about. Yeah, I do it. Come on. Yeah, Dead Man Biden. All right, all right. Well, you guys are biting each other. Dead Man Walking. me. Oh, I can't say that, can I? Because don't make it sexual. Don't make it sexual, Mr. Producer. I will do what I want. We're just two dudes biting each other. Don't make it sexual. (laughs) Change the title. 
All right. So let me bite on this. So you have to get a vaccine. The CDC and the WHO admitted that they don't have a test to tell you if it's the Delta variant, but the Delta variant is out there now. Now they're saying that there's this new variant of Delta. That's what the, it's a Delta 2XMO. Moo. The Moo. Moo. Variant. Moo. Right. So, and it's killing people. We take ivermectin off of the shelves. Say so you can't have it. We force people not to take it. And so you see this spike that happens and people dying. They literally are going against simple things, simple things called court orders, going against them completely because they want to create drama and they want to create chaos, right? And then this piece of trash, illegitimate, whatever you want to call them, that was never elected by the people, gets on stage and says, I'm tired of people talking about freedom. Well, I'm sorry. I got something to say to you. You didn't get Chip, whatever the guy's name is, anti-American uh, ATF. I'm, I'm sure you heard about that. Uh, yeah, we did talked not make about it the first time. By the way, I want to say thank you to all of you because it's you. It's you speaking up and you sending things to your blast. congressional. Yeah. Fax Crushed it. I think we did 100%. nearly... 900,000 faxes over that one 150%. issue. 150%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 150%. All right. So. It doesn't sound as good with the 50. Yeah, it doesn't. Go back. Go back to the other one. Go back to the other one. I, I don't make 100%. the numbers. It's 150%. All right. so, so all of this, he gets up there and he said the quiet part out loud. I want people to pay attention to that. He goes, I don't care about your freedom. Mm-hmm. I've taken ivermectin out of the equation. I've made hospitals give you remdesivir, which, by the way, is thirty-two to thirty-eight hundred dollars a dose, and it's killing people at a rate of fifty percent in every study. The vaccine killed all the animals that were inside of the studies against animals, and yet we're supposed to trust these pieces of trash. We're supposed to trust them. Joe Rogan gets on there and goes, "Hey, listen, I got to tell you something. I was really sick. I took this, including ivermectin." Here's the cocktail that I took, and I recovered. And yet, they want us to listen to them. They want us to listen to this illegitimate pieces of trash in leadership who can't even honor the servicemen and women that served over in Afghanistan. Can't even get that right. Leaving $90 billion in equipment. They can't get the border right. They I mean, what can they get right? They can't get anything right. They get nothing well, right. They've destroyed everything. And now they're saying the quiet part out loud. And they're saying, hey, listen, I just want you to know something. I don't, we stole your election. We, we're trying to take away your guns. We, we opened the border so people can get killed. Americans can get killed. We're going to take all your money and give it to foreign interests. We're going to let China creep into everything we do. And, oh, by the way, if you don't take this jab, if you don't take this, which is going to kill some of your loved ones, right, we're going to punish you. We're going puni- to make it so you can't have a job. And oh, by the way, yeah. screw your freedom. Hey, listen, I got to tell you something. We're closer now than we've ever been. Closer now than we've ever been. We're gonna, well, let's, let's play it first. Let's play it first. Because we got a couple. And Mr. Producer, I did just send you over a clip <sighs> that I want you to get ready um, while we're playing some of these other 100%. clips. 100%. Let's go to this. 100, uh, 100%. 1,000%. 1,000%. 1,000%. Let's go. This is Joe Biden proclaiming that is his job as president, asterisk, to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Let's play cut number one. Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 
by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the way they're going to do it. If you work for a company that has more than 100 employees have to be vaccinated or they're going to let you instead of being vaccinated, get tested every week. But what we just saw with federal employees is that was that's what they used to be able to do. So if you opted out, you just have to get tested every week. But now that's gone. Now you have to get vaccinated. So, well, I could tell you right now that that, they're giving you that caveat means nothing because they just took it away the last time they gave it. There's going to be a ton of businesses, small to medium businesses. They're going to get lots of great employees. It's going to make the market great and big companies are going to suffer. So I got to be like, yes, because there's a lot of people. What? Any, any company with a hundred employees is going to fire one of them. Uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, you saw that happen with Obamacare when they set the the cap on how many employees, once you had more than that, you suddenly had to uh, have company provide healthcare, right? All that. You saw companies fire just enough employees to get below the cap and put them as part-time. So you're going to see the same thing happen here, which is really unfortunate for people who are probably going to get fired for no reason other than the fact that the owner doesn't want to have to comply with this. But yeah, 100 100 employees. That is the new um, limit. Also, pretty much anyone in the healthcare sector, if you work anywhere in the healthcare sector, you're going to be required to get vaccinated. Hey, so I heard this. you've already had the virus. And and by the way, Max, you just said it. You'd be required to get the vaccine if you're in the healthcare market or healthcare Mm -hmm. business. Right now... If you want to go get a, a something done at Kaiser, if you want to go do something at Kaiser, it's almost a three-and-a-half-month wait. So let me explain to you what that means. If you're not deathly ill and you have to go, say, see a, uh, 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 I don't know, skin doctor or... Proctologist. You know, yeah, well, you got to go see a, a doctor. <laughs> They're making you wait three months. Now, let me explain yeah. to you what that means. That is called rationed care. It's called ration care. And we already know based on studies that 83 cents on the dollar, 83 cents on the dollar goes to the administrator. 17% goes to doctors and for actual care. The other 83% goes to them, right? The, to make billions and trillions of dollars in profit for the Kaisers, the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield. And you go, Joe, you, you signed up for a capitalistic society. I didn't sign up for a society where they get to go over here and, and start buckets of cash while they leave people yeah, no. in the lurch. I didn't do that. So it's already three months to get, a, to get an appointment. So let's say the average family puts in $1,500 a month, right? Or let's make it easy. $1,000 a month, two kids, a wife, a husband and wife. It's called $1,000 a month for healthcare. $12,000 a year, okay? Let's hypothetically say that that is. So what you're saying is, is in order to get care, other than mass, you know, the, the emergency care, it costs you, on the average, per visit, what, $3,200? Well, you're being too rational. Uh, I mean, none of this is important because everything Joe Biden's doing is unconstitutional. Regardless of the economics of it, this is an unconstitutional power grab. Our constitution has a list. It's a list. It's a list. It's a list of enumerated powers that the federal government is given. Anything not in that list, the federal government doesn't have the power to do it. Period. Full stop. Nowhere in the constitution will you find it in the 4,543 words, and I believe if I remember correctly, that's how many words there are in it. Yeah. Nowhere in those words will you find any combination of words that says Joe Biden can force people to inject themselves with a pharmaceutical product as a condition of being able to put food on the table. 
as a condition of being able to live, as a condition of, of being able to earn a living. Nowhere in the Constitution will you find that. The reason that they're going through the Labor Department for much of this and things like OSHA is because they're using the Interstate Commerce Clause. The idea that the federal government has the ability to regulate interstate commerce, and therefore, if you have a company with over 100 employees, it's more reasonable to presume that you're engaged in inter interstate commerce, and therefore, they can force you to vaccinate, because if you don't, you're going to affect interstate commerce, and you're okay. going to spread the virus across state lines. But that is the weakest argument ever, because, listen, you don't have, the government doesn't have the right to go into your pocket and see what's in your pocket without a warrant. Oh, wait, wait a minute. They don't wait have the right. a minute. Wait they don't a minute. Have the wait, right, wait, wait, they don't wait have the right to open your door without a rock, without a warrant. Now we're being told that Joe Biden, with a stroke of the pen, can just for 100 million Americans say that as a condition of existing, you must take this pharmaceutical product and inject it into your body, not once, but twice, and then boosters. And if you don't do that, you're not allowed to exist. You're not allowed to earn a living. You're not allowed to have a family, pay your yeah. mortgage, any of that. Because your job is essential to your entire existence. Without it, oh, yeah. you're nothing. So You're just like a Democrat on the couch. Actually, they can reach into your pocket. They can. I'm just ask Seth Rich. They just have to shoot you in the back first. Sure, they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to Shots go fired. into your pocket while you're alive. Spicy. Wow. Spicy. But but that but it's the, national the general security that they got to no, hold on to the hard drive that was the, on them. The, the general argument's true. The, the different courts, the Supreme Court, have heard cases about drawing blood during yeah. a traffic stop. Yeah, they, that, that they can't just stick you with a needle and pull out your blood. That's a takings. You're not. That, that's without a warrant. You can't do that. Well, the same is true. They can't stick the same needle into you and inject you with something. Right. The government doesn't have that power. It is not enumerated in the Constitution. It, and by definition, in the Tenth Amendment, that is a power reserved to the people themselves or to the states, which I don't think the states should have that power either. Some states maintain that that authority, like Massachusetts. They believe Massachusetts believes that they have the right to force people to inject things into their Listen, body. That's the, for the people of Massachusetts. The, Everywhere else, it's the people. That the federal to government does not have a temperature. The federal government does not have the temperature of the people in the communities. They don't have it because they don't. They're, they're, they're a body of people, a body of, of, uh, of, of workers that, that, that have no country. It's our country. We, we have 50 states for a reason. And the reason why the federal government is supposed to be the states standing together, but now the federal government's not making decisions for the states. It's not making decisions for the states. It's not going back to the states. What it's doing is it's going out there and talking to lobbyist groups and pharmaceutical yeah. groups and using, by proxy, major corporations in order to push their tyrannical vision and agenda. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Well, the other thing, and they're saying, look, the we're going to make that, you so poor and take everything away from you if you don't do what we tell you to do. They're doing it. Yeah. The, the, right the other thing that Biden mentioned was that he complained, not by name, but he all knew, we all knew who he was talking about. Texas and Florida yeah. stopping schools from basically imposing ridiculous authoritarian yeah. mask mandates and social distancing on kids. In Florida, for example, if a school imposes a mask mandate, the governor of Florida has decided to withhold their pay. Joe yeah. Biden today said they can do it. Go ahead and do it. Defy your own governor and we'll pay your salaries instead. Blatantly, flagrantly unconstitutional and in clear violation of the federalist system that the founders designed. That is not the role of the federal government to get in between squabbles between counties and the governor's mansion. It is not flagrantly unconstitutional. What Joe Biden also said, and you and you alluded to it. So obviously some news did get through 
to you during your deposition. The, the worst thing Joe Biden I've been learning. The worst thing been, Joe. Well, the, yeah. well, well, this was such a disgusting comment. I'm sure it literally echoed around the world. Uh, I'd be surprised. I'm surprised that the the windows of their building didn't br- crash in when he said this. He said this is not about freedom. Has nothing to do with freedom, Mr. Producer. Play cut two. We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. With nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president. Not about freedom, not about personal choice. And then I want to I want to kind of follow that up with this clip where Joe Biden says his patience is running thin. Let's play cut number three. What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe and convenient. This sounds the like the devil. FDA approval. It sounds like the Over devil. Two hundred million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Me. Listen to the voice. This guy's a piece of trash. He's a devil. This guy is evil. It's evil reincarnate. What else do we say? Uh, Piss off, Joe Biden. Yeah. Like, piss off. Like, like, get the f*** out of here. No, your patience is running thin. That is not what the president of the United States' job is. Yeah. His job no. is to preserve our liberty, to preserve and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. What Joe Biden has forgotten, or he's complicit in it, is he has surrounded himself with domestic enemies of the Constitution. So when he stands up there and says, our patience is running thin, f*** you, Joe Biden. Sir, no, f*** you, Joe Biden. I don't care about your f- patience. This your job. The oath you swore is to uphold and defend the Constitution, and you're up yes. here saying that that you have that Americans have no right to opt yes. out. No right. There's no I right to opt out. I love it when Max gets it. Can I have an amen? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. The civil wars are fought over a lot oh, less yeah. than this. The founders fought it over a couple pence tax on tea and paper products. Yep. And he's here saying 100 million Americans don't get to exist unless they get to inject something into their arm. And, yeah. and listen, Joe, me and you, we disagree on whether the yeah. vaccine works. We do. But what we have always agreed on is that no one should be forced to take any vaccine or inject anything into their body if they don't want to. Period. I mean, the, <laughs> this is as un-American as it gets. And he's sitting there. He's sitting there and he's saying his patience is running thin. And he's pissed off because he's tired of hearing that it's a freedom argument. Well, if yeah. he doesn't want to be in the preserving freedom business, he Get never out. should have ran for president. Get, Get out. out. Get, Get the out. F- out. 
That's a lot of bleeps he's got to do. I'm just trying. He's writing down the times like crazy. Yeah. He's like, crap, what's the time? Crap, Dang, what's the time? Purple oh, my he's God, he's purple crushing tunnel. my soul. Since ah. I'm the one doing this, <laughs> you, man. <laughs> well, you got to do it again. But no, but seriously, I, there's no other words. There's no there's other words. No words. No words. Hey, listen, I, I am there. I, I will meet you on the box. I will meet you on the box. Here's what else I'll do. I'll meet you. I will go shoulder to shoulder with every one of you. Those, those, yeah. Oh, I thought, well, thought you were going to read that. I thought you were going to read that. Let's read that. <laughs> let's, let's show what freedom looks like. Let's show what freedom looks let's like. This, this show is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. You can save yes. up to 66% by using code Charlie, David, 21. That's CD21. And yeah, you could use somebody else's code and you'll still get 66% off. And you have the, the, the sheets that you can get for 50% off right now. But and the pillows slippers. won't feel right. They won't the feel right. Without the sheets? No, without our promo code. It won't, yeah, it won't feel right without our promo code. You'll feel dirty. But, you'll always <laughs> feel dirty. Listen, it'll always we be have a the warm freest pillow. promo code. We have the freest promo code out there. Because we use believe our promo in code. freedom. We use our promo in code freedom. and your pillow will always be cold. That's a that's a yeah. conserved daily promise. I I feel well, I'm going to bring this back to what Nick said. Was it yesterday? Nick said. Was it yesterday? Yesterday morning, or was it the day before? Nick from uh, from uh, Disney. Yes. Did, yes. Uh, yeah. Yesterday morning. All right. Yesterday. See, it all goes together. This is what com. happens when you. This is what happens when you have to go sit in a deposition and repeat the same thing over and over again. No, I told the truth, and this is what I did. No, I told the truth, and this is what I did. Well, all right. But he said it. He goes, it feels good being free. It feels good speaking up. It feels like you've gotten underneath the rock of oppression. That's where we are at right now, people. We're at that place. Boycott, boycott. Tell them no. Tell them to stick it in their, you know what? And guess what? You got the guns. And you say, well, you don't want to go to violence. No, no, no. If you show up at my house and try to stick a needle in my kid, or you show up at my house and try to stick a needle in me, all right, you better pack a lunch. Matter of fact, I think we all get together at the same place and we do the Minutemen deal. Hey, listen, Mary. Hey, Mary at uh, 1206 uh, Johns Road, man, she's, they're at her house trying to give her a, a vaccine. We need to mobilize. You say that to a thousand people, a thousand people show up and say, stick that needle in her. You go ahead and do that. You put that needle in her, we'll be drag you behind the car. That's not violence. That's a consequence. It's a consequence for you trying to steal our freedom. I want to be really, really clear. Violence is when you run out in the street and you have no mission and you have nothing that you're running towards. That's what violence is. But there's a consequence. No, violence, you take away violence, our freedom. Violence is, is injecting someone against their will. That's violence. Yeah. You want to get violent with just, me? All right. But if like you stick a needle. Compulsory injections, oh. that's violence. It's violence. Yeah. If silence is violence, according to the left, then compulsory injections are, are violence. Yeah. Like whatever well, happened to my body, my choice? Where did those people go? Oh, oh and they, they were did out, it. So they went they were from out just one two week, days ago. Two it's weeks only ago. for killing babies. Oh yeah, only for killing babies. We can kill babies if you Where want to, go? but hey, listen, it's okay that we inject you and it kills you or gives Where you a heart murmur. Go? It's okay for us to have your kid get a vaccine and not tell their parents. It's okay. It's okay for them to go to school and us teach them about how they can be gender fluid and hey, you want to be special too? Why don't you become gay? That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're doing a lot of crazy no. stuff in our environment. And I'm going to tell Noticeably you right now. absent. The my, my body, my choice. Now, they're, now it's basically your body, government oh, yeah. choice. 
It flies in the face of everything they've been saying Absolutely. for 40 years. They don't actually stand for anything. They don't stand for anything. Yeah, Jack right? says I mean, mandatory like, vaccine equals legalized rape. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, here's what well, you do when they go to where, stick that thing in your arm. What part, I don't know what you, body part you're getting vaccinated nah, listen, in, Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> you take that needle when they go stick it in your arm, you turn it back around, you stick it right up there, you know what. I'm not, I'm not getting a vaccine. I had, I had the Rona. I had the China virus. Now we know that it came out of Wuhan, and that nothing to see here, nothing burger. We know that ivermectin works, nothing burger. Now they say that people are in hospitals dying of, of ivermectin overdoses. It turns out that's a lie, too. 1619 Project, lie. Lie, lie, yeah. lie, 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 well, lie, lie. The, because the left the are nothing but liars. They're pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists, and you can't prove me wrong because it's absolutely true. Amen. So we have, we have the clip. We have the yeah. clip of Joe Biden calling you a conspiracy theorist <laughs> because you're pushing unapproved medicines. Let's go and play that. That's the one I just sent over to you. Okay. Over the messenger, All right. Mr. Producer. Today, I'm announcing that the Defense Department will double the number of military health teams that they'll deploy to help their fellow Americans in hospitals around the country. Additionally, we're increasing the availability of new medicines recommended by real doctors, not conspiracy theorists. Real the doctors. Monoclonal antibody treatments have been shown to reduce the risk of hospitalization I up cut to it. 70 percent for that's a lie cut it that's a lie that's a lie cut it he just lied again biden could stick it up his ass matter of fact why don't we just have the 300 million people that were that were vaccinated uh in just one month 170 uh, remember that? 170 no no oh yeah he's like, he's like 380 yeah. million yeah yeah he's... 380 million americans got the vaccine Okay. He's not exactly well, then we don't need vaccine mandates because everyone's ball. got it. It's a freaking virus, guys. It's a virus. It's a virus. Well, so beyond that, he also yeah. the 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 key part of this was not taking blame for any shortcoming. Right? He said no. he was going to stop the virus. We all know you can't just do that. The president doesn't just get to stop the virus; it has to run its course. It wasn't Barack Obama's fault that we had swine flu, though. He and Joe Biden did manage it very poorly. It's not his fault. The virus has to run its course. It's not his fault that that uh, swine flu came, and it wasn't his fault that it lasted longer than it probably should. Viruses happen; they had yep. to run its course. What Joe Biden did today was he didn't take any of the blame, and instead he blamed the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated's fault that we have breakthrough infections. It's the unvaccinated's fault that you can't go into stores anymore without a mask. It's the unvaccinated's fault, and he actually stoked division. He's actually stoked division, and this is a clip where he says that we're all that he basically talk, talks directly to the vaccinated because that's what we live in now. We live in a, a country where a president apparently only represents 75% of the American people and doesn't represent 25%. He it's, said not on that, it's not he, 75%. It's not 75%. Well, of adults, yeah, of adults. No, it's not. That, it's a lie. Say. Uh, it's no, a lie. The numbers are lying. Come on, they're lying. I they're said, a bunch they, of lies. They lie about everything. They're not just going to start telling the truth but, about this. No. But don't. Just play the clip. Cut number four. Be hard. We have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools, if we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected, we can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. It'll take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. 
Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. You might be confused about... Really it's not safe. Really frustrating. Really it's frustrating. not effective. And now you're going to tell me it's free like I care it's free? Like I care it's free. He's very frustrated. Yeah, screw him and his frustration. You can stick it up his ass. Take your frustration only- and go f*** yourself with it. Oh, that's not very nice. I'm, I'm out, man. I'm out. And everyone else should be out, too. Do not give in to this tyrant. Do not give in to someone that wants to take your constitution and shove it down your throat. And say, look, this, this is what I feel about your constitution. This is what I feel about those people that died so that you could have freedom. Oh, no. We're, yeah. we're can't, and you know what? We don't care. We don't, we don't care about what happened to those 13 soldiers in Afghanistan. That was last week. That was last week. Give me a question this week. So he, he's creating this whole. Oh yeah, my God. They swept down to the rug, swept down the rug. He creates this whole speech where he's blaming the unvaccinated for the fact that unemployment didn't drop and, and more jobs weren't created. It's the yeah. unvaccinated's fault that, that the Delta variant's there. It's the unvaccinated's fault that there are kids in school. All the while telling people that the vaccine is, a, is completely effective, then why are you afraid of the vaccinated? I mean, it, it's just there's well, so and, many. And there's nothing there's out so there. so many flaws. Max, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. There is, guys, I'm telling you right now, there is nothing out there, even in science anywhere, that would say the unvaccinated hurt the vaccinated. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. It doesn't. There is no scientific study in it at all. Not even a little bit. There's always breakthrough. There's always breakthrough cases. So there's a, a very famous example. Very recently, 2014 in Ohio. Anyone who lives in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Ohio, they had something like 330 cases of mumps in central Ohio. And like mumps, that just doesn't happen, right? People don't just get mumps that much in America because most people get the mumps vaccine, the MMR vaccine. Well, the mumps part of the MMR vaccine is only 80 to 90% effective. It's, it's probably the weakest link in all of the different vaccines that are in the schedule. So basically, if there's 100 people vaccinated against mumps in a room and someone walks in with mumps and talks to all of them and and gets close, right, 20 of them of those vaccinated people are going to get mumps. Well, that's what happened at Ohio State University. That's what happened in central Ohio. They had like 330 people got mumps. Most of them were vaccinated already because there were breakthrough cases. It happens. It happens. No vaccine is 100%. But for him to go out there and say that the vaccines are, he said it. He has said it in the past that if you get vaccinated, you have 100% protection. It's just not true. It's not true with any vaccine. He said it, that if you if you get the vaccine, you will not get it. And then in the very next breath, he says that the unvaccinated are killing the vaccinated. It can't be it's both not ways. True. It's not true. It can't be both ways. Not true, not true, not true. It can't and be here's both my ways. problem, guys. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. I want to trust our government. I do. I want them to stand up for the right things. But over the last 20, 30 years, the only thing that they've shown us is that they lie about everything. They don't tell the truth. You got an FBI that's off the rails. You have people in the FBI that are sending text messages. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just destroying the country one at a time. That was what an FBI agent basically said. He said in a text message, recovered it last year, right? Oh, I'm just destroying the country. I'm busy just dismantling the United States as we know it. That was an FBI agent. These people are evil. We're talking about evil people in our country that are in positions of power and authority. Why, does it, why do they want 80 million people, or I think it's like 150 to 200 million. I think they've lied about it all. I think that maybe 100 million people got the vaccine, maybe. 
but I don't think it's I don't think it's two hundred million. I don't think it is. Hundred and hundred and seventy something million. I don't think it most is. almost all of them adults. Yeah, have gotten at least one shot. I, I don't believe it. Um, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it because they don't they don't tell the truth about anything. They lie about everything. They lie about everything. They lie about they they lie about when they don't have to lie about. They lie about it. They're just a bunch of liars. They lie about everything. They lied about stealing the election. They lied about what's happening at the border. They lied about what happened in Afghanistan. They lied about the vaccine. Yeah, they, they lied, lied about. They lie. What do they not lie about? Fauci did actually uh, fund game of uh, game of function. He did. It came out. They slept under the rug. Yeah. What do they not lie about? What they lie Everything. about racism. They lie about being anti-fascist when they're really fascists. When they throw eggs and and beat on people. These are violent pieces of trash. That's what the left is. And you want me to say something different? I can't. I can't say something different. Yeah. I have to tell you the truth. And here's the truth. The left are nothing but disgusting, evil, evil people. That's what they are. This radical left, that's all they stand for. That's all they stand for. They have destroyed everything that they have touched. Chicago, Los Angeles, Sacramento. I can go down the line. I can go down the line. But people are sick of it. Yeah. They're standing up. They've had enough. And at this point, we're, we're, an emergency, we're in an emergency place right now as a country. We're in an emergency place. And everybody's like, oh, man, it needs to break through. And I tell you, you still got to have patience. But no, you also got to yeah. make sure that they understand that there's consequences. Well, Ooh. I'll tell you, I said, I said earlier, revolutions have been fought over a hell of a lot less than this. And revolutions, they're fighting I mean, everywhere. The yeah, they're the fighting all over fathers, the world. Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr shot each other because one of them called the other a rapscallion, a dirty rapscallion. I mean, that's how the founding fathers settled disputes. If you offended someone's honor, they just went, they, they took the rowboat from New York to New Jersey, which apparently New Jersey was a lawless wasteland even then. And they just took 10 paces and then shot at each other. That's how the founders took care of things. Revolutions have been fought over a lot less, which... I don't usually feel pity for federal workers, but considering that OSHA is going to be responsible for enforcing this, I kind of feel a little bad for the OSHA workers. Because, yeah. like, what OSHA worker is going to want to yeah, show yeah. up to a gun range and tell the gun range that they have to shut down unless they're all vaccinated? And we actually do have a live shot of OSHA employees learning that they are about to be on the front lines of enforcing this. If we put up my screen, Ms. Producer. Yeah, this is exactly what happened when OSHA employees realized, like, oh, crap, Joe Biden's going to make me go to DCF guns. Joe Biden's going to make me go to <laughs> Joe's businesses. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This is asleep at the wheel. Put up my screen. I'm setting it up for, like, th 30 minutes. There we go. Yep. That's there. there. Average yeah. OSHA employee. Yeah, come on like, in. Come on in. I have to, yeah. I have to go they, tell the conservative listen, gun store that they have to all they, get vaccinated. They, they walked into DCF guns. <laughs> listen, they walked into DCF guns. This happened. They walked into DCF guns and said, you guys need to all wear masks last year. They did. The yeah. Tri-County Health. Tri whatever it is. Yeah, Tri-County Health. And so I got a phone call. And they said, hey, listen, it's a $15,000 fine if you don't put people in masks. And I go, I got to tell you something. We're, we're a store that is guaranteed by the Constitution. If people decide they want to wear masks, they can. If they don't want to wear masks, they don't have to. And they go, well, you know, we'll come shut you down. And I was like, well, uh, we'll call the police, I think is what they said after that. And I said, oh, okay. Well, tell them to bring, they better bring a lot of guns. And by the way, we yeah. have better guns than they do. She's like, you, you yeah. want to turn this violent? I was like, you want to take away our constitutional rights? You want to put us in a place where 
You get to oppress us because you want to be daddy. That's what it comes down to, people. They want to be your daddy. They want to tell you for the rest of your life what you can and cannot do. This is not, this is not about keeping you safe. These people don't care about you. There's no one in the government that woke up one day going, I really just want to save Americans. No, they don't do that. They don't do that at all. They want to come and oppress you. They want to have power over you. They want to destroy you. That is what we're dealing with in our government. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. So they tried it, and then we were like, no. And then the sheriff called me and said, hey, listen, can you at least put the sign on the door that says we were, <laughs> that you have to wear a mask? I was like, all right, I'll put a sign on the door, but I'm not wearing a mask. You're not putting a muzzle you know, on me. You, you I'm you not at least sick. wear it on your chin. No. 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 So I've been I've been looking through it. social media to find the reactions. And there's lots of good reactions on social media to people reacting to Joe Biden's speech. But I think this one's probably the best. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, I this one just this one sums it all up. And for yeah. everyone listening to the audio version, this is just a man watching Joe Biden speak, giving him the finger. I mean I mean we, we just talked for an hour. Not yeah. about half an hour, 40 minutes about this, but it really all just, this sums up everything. No, just, no, this is, this is flagrantly unconstitutional. It is unacceptable. And for him to think yeah. that he can actually get away with this and you know, he won't stop here. Here's a favorite of What's mine. What's this? Uh, everything's oh. sexual with you today. Yeah, that's kind of, you. you know, I'm kind of feeling yeah. like you. This is a family show. This, this is kind of a family show, but I mean, it's it, a family it, show. It's it's actually not vulgar. <laughs> that just, is far less vulgar than any of the stuff the left puts on Nickelodeon. So I object to your commentary. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! This is a family show. Um, the good news is that there's already people lining up to fight this. Already people lining up to yeah. sue the minute this goes yeah. into effect. They're going to put this through emergency rulemaking, so there's not going to be a, a regular comment period. Um, which classic leftists. Um, but the good news is there are going to be lawsuits. So if you happen to have a business with more than 100 employees, um, please, please, please do look out for people who are trying to build class action suits and, and join and become a part of it. Because um, unless we all fight back against this, they're not going to stop here. No, if Joe Biden seizes the ability to force Americans to inject a pharmaceutical product into their body just as a condition of living, I don't want to think about what other powers he will seize if we allow this to go through. So we have to stop it. And we are running a fax blast on this day. Crazy yeah. part of it is we put the fax blast out this morning when the news was he was only going to force 9 million Americans to get vaccinated. And it got they multiplied it by 10 just in a couple hours since then. So we, we have to fight. More important now to fight than ever before. So join our fax blast. And if you haven't already, do sign up for the email newsletter. Final word because right. we are over, Joe. Yeah, we're we're over, and I want to thank everybody for getting on here. The fight, the fight is on. I feel I feel like a William Wallace at this moment, and I want everybody else to just close your eyes for a minute. William Wallace died, and he was like drawn and quartered, so you don't want to be William Wallace. Every man <laughs> dies. I will if I have to. Every man dies, but not many men live. Right? It's one of my favorite sayings inside of Braveheart. It's one of my favorite sayings, and 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 by the way, we get to decide how it ends. We get to decide how this ends, right? God gets to decide how this ends. And I want to be really, really clear that having faith, acting in that faith, praying, making sure that you stay connected to God in this and staying in that fight, it won't matter. It doesn't matter how it ends. It does not matter how it ends. What matters is how you live your life. What matters is why you live your life, what you stand up for in your life. 
whether or not you're, you're willing to be unselfish, or you're willing to do things to, to protect your family. That, that matters. Protect people you don't know. Have that, hey, this is the beaches of Normandy moment. I believe that it is imperative for us to do that. It's imperative. It's imperative that we stand up. This is not some drama deal. What they do is drama. They do things to create turmoil because turmoil creates chaos and chaos keeps these pieces of trash in positions of power. You have to take a step back. You have to just push it aside. You have to say, all right, how do I solve this problem? It's real easy. You don't listen to them and you say and you learn the power of the word no. No, I'm not doing yeah. that. And then you start standing together. So if we do those things and we stand together, I, people wonder why I'm not afraid. I mean, I, I was sitting through, sitting through the deposition. I kept smiling. And my attorney, when I got off the thing, said, Joe, you're smiling. And I go, I'm smiling at the ridiculousness of what we deal yeah. with on a regular basis. The ridiculousness of the left is you have to prove it and I'm a liar, but I don't have to prove anything. That is what they do. That is what they do. So I'm just going to tell you right now. The William Wallace part, we get to write this book. We get to write the end of the story. We get to write the beginning of the story. We get to be the ones to take charge and kick them to the curb. Evict these pieces of trash. We can do it. We can yeah. do it. And it doesn't take violence. We don't need violence. We just need consequences for their bad behavior. That's what we need yeah. to do. It shouldn't be everyone else across the globe that's standing up to these tyrants. It shouldn't be. It should be us. We should be leading it. And we're not. We're not. And when you protest... You're going to want to make sure that you do it wearing one of our conservative daily shirts. There's another one on the store. Come and Come take, and take it, it, baby. We, we got to have one. We got to put up a new one with, with vaccines. We got to find one. Now that we're on our own store, we can't Already get shut down it. by, Already by Shopify. Yeah. We, can't, we can't get shut down by Shopify anymore. So uh, we got to get one up there like a, like, a, like a come and take it for, for vaccine or masks. So, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, check out the conservative daily store, store.conservative-daily.com. Lots of cool, um, different shirts, different, um, gear. We got the stainless steel, um, stainless steel, uh, water bottles, check Freedom it out, Eagle. support the show, support the show and, uh, and show the world that you are a listener. And, uh, and yeah, we appreciate everyone who, who purchases the shirts and I can't wait to see one naturally out in the world. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. We have to end it before like, I have a heart attack thinking about all this craziness and this unconstitutional nonsense. Um, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. If you have an iPhone, MacBook, iPad, please, please, please subscribe to the Apple Podcast version and give us a five-star review. We need that to help climb up in the rankings. We can't do it without you. That's how we get up in the rankings. Um, we're also, we go live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern in the morning and then 7 p.m. Eastern in the evening. So make sure you check that out. New time slot. People are still a little confused by it, but that's okay. New time slot. Um, yeah, just check out all the links in the description. They're that's starting to get it. The, They're starting, starting to get, to get it. it. Yeah. They're starting to get it. But that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oatman. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country isn't over. Apparently, Joe Biden just wants to start a civil war. And remember, everyone, the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>